0: Guys, our guest today is the television icon, Rob Dyrdek. <laughs> My brother modeled the Team 10 house
1: after the Fantasy no, Factory. No, look, he met with me. and It was like, I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I come down here. I was like, bro, Ten I'm house. not going to the Team 10 house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 years old. you think Fantasy
0: Factory was as big as it was because of Chanel's laugh? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, just he did just did turned her into her.
1: You are the original reaction channel. You do not drop that beer. <laughs> it's like a weird improv art form for me, but make no mistake, it is only for the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: An empty water bottle? No, it's fine. You should put some prime stick packs in it. Anyways, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, <laughs> and subscribing. Yeah, I opened with a plug. Suck my... I, I don't care. I don't care. It's a slow morning for me, personally. It's not even the morning, right? It's like 1 p.m. Fire. Well, I'm tired. Um, I got my eyes checked. I got astigmatism. Ooh. I need, I'm going to need glasses.
2: Wait, didn't really? you get LASIK?
0: Yeah, so it wears off. And I got it twice on my right eye because they botched it the first time. But uh, as I was described today... Your eye, just like any part of your body, the lens grows and matures, and I got at LASIK at 19, so I'm going to need to get it redone eventually, but the doctor's like, yeah, I saw you doing WWE, I saw you doing boxing, and like, there's a chance that if we do the surgery now and correct the minor little thing that you have, because my farsightedness is, is getting a little blurry, like I'm, I'm finding myself like squinting at the airport, and like I'm this guy at the airport, or like Already? anywhere. Yeah.
2: Damn.
0: Hey, but yeah. he, and he's worried about, I'm, I'm going to get punched in the eyeball. It'll open oh, up? Yeah.
2: Oh, well, my God. Hey guys, if you're not subscribed,
0: do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. Um, today is a today is a very big day, <laughs> massive day. We have a, a an array of guests that are of the utmost prestige, and I'm excited to bring this one on because he's a childhood hero of mine. Rob, I, I, you're a childhood hero of mine. I I I, I uh, got an intro for you, and Dylan wrote it. So if it sucks, <laughs> blame our producer Dylan. And by the way, Dylan, this this one is like a this one's like a rate It's like a it. six out of ten, ah. dude.
2: For your hero? Yeah, God, what the, the fuck? fuck dude. <laughs> you know why? Because he knows we can't replace him, bro. <laughs> I know. He, we have he no one just else. copy and pastes articles now. <laughs> he fucking he doesn't dude, yesterday I called him, I was checking in, I was like, How you doing? He goes, dude, getting ready for tomorrow, I'm getting all the PDFs. what the fuck yeah, are you right. actually Yeah, doing? right. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, our guest today is a telev- television icon who started his career as a pro skateboarder. He has since become a successful entrepreneur, investing in and mentoring young business minds. His podcast, Build With Rob, is out everywhere now. Here to tell us about his journey and why Ridiculous is the only thing that MTV plays, it is Rob Dyrdek.
3: Wow.
1: Let's go. from one Ohio guy to another. Ah, oh, there it wow. is. Ohio.
3: Who's not from Ohio?
0: By at, at this point,
3: yeah. Everybody that comes on the show, yeah. Who YouTuber, else? Who recently? It's a lot of YouTubers. Is it? Oh, is oh. There, why do you think so many YouTubers hail from Ohio? Is there just nothing to do there except? Bingo. For, yeah. Nah, no, but it's.
1: But look, we were searching for a way out. Like mm. as you're as you're being as you're like like going through high school and going through junior high, you're like, man, what's going to be my pathway out of here? Mm. And then you're telling everybody all the things that you're gonna do, and everyone's like, not possible, it ain't gonna happen. 100%. And then as you start to like incrementally create something, then it's like, still gonna have to get a job like the rest of us. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, look at what happened. That's cool. How <laughs> how is everything? How is everybody in California? It's funny uh, how that works, huh? Yeah, it, it's 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 fascinating, but even. Even when I got like my first signature shoe and started making like hundreds of thousands, I remember my uncle at Christmas, like, oh, like, you know, me showing my signature shoe. Enjoy and while it lasts. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I like, oh, am gonna last. get a job like the
0: rest of us, you know. <laughs> it's funny, because I, I, my friends, friends, by the way, still didn't believe in me. Well, I was making really shitty vines. That's probably why. Yeah. But I tried. I,
1: it, and, and, look, and, hey, no, they just <laughs> didn't think your content was good. So they're like, <laughs> they where's right? this going? Where's this going? <laughs> they
0: were right at the time. But yeah, it was it was funny growing up in Ohio. It's like uh, I always wanted a little something more, mm-hmm. and and that's why I say you're a childhood hero of mine. Cause uh, just just to dive in a little bit, uh, yeah, man, we 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 everyone for my generation watched you all growing up, and then what you've done inspired a lot of the stuff that we do now. Like Fantasy Factory alone, I think it was the impetus for so many like content houses. That was like the original content house. My brother modeled the Team Ten house. After the Fantasy Factory, we bought a warehouse because we saw the Fantasy Factory.
1: No, look, he met with me. Like Lewis Howes introduced oh, me and yeah. him, and it was like I'm gonna be a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like I'm gonna be a billionaire, and like I'm gonna do it like this. And like even when he, when when he bought the house, he's like you gotta come down here. i was like bro, I'm not telling you where I'm not going. My, 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 to the my, team ten. I'm house. not going to the team ten house. You know what I'm saying? I'm forty 40 years old. Okay, I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing down there. Uh, but, but but it was like you know you got to think. Even Fantasy Factory was like a wild concept to even try to push through to television you know what i mean and 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 i didn't there was no content wasn't a thing it was like it was like we were the first comedy reality television with with uh robin Big. and then it was like okay how do i take this to another level but use the platform to, like, monetize it, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's where, like, I was able to do all the brand deals and build all the shows around the companies that I own and now really use MTV's platform. At that point was, like, before, like, social media had really got cooking and YouTube or anything. So I was able to monetize the con- my own content through their platform.
0: Expert-level leveraging. Yeah. It, it, you are so good at it. Yeah. And, and it's funny because... A lot of people, not a lot, but there's a handful of people who have been in your position, given a, a platform and visibility, and then they just can't amplify or activate in a way they should to build brands other than just the thing. Yeah, right. And you've done such a good job of that and 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 your ability to innovate and pivot, for, you know, starting from Robin Big, Fantasy Factory, ridiculousness, and then the brands and now the podcast is just like I come I said this yesterday on, on, on yesterday's episode, I commend anyone who's able to stay relevant popping and up to date not out of touch and and in the know for that decades (laughs) but but, but but think
1: about it too like i'm not trying to stay like in the know or stay relevant i just keep creating Mm. and i'm creating behind a business plan Mm. right based off of like the the way of life that i want to live right like ultimately it's like you you chase a certain sort of lifestyle and you want that to be sustainable and part of what fuels me is continually evolving and creating something new. And then occasionally you get caught in some weird matrix where you end up doing some random show about <laughs> clips because you like, you read an article with Vinny De DeBona and his $500 million syndication <laughs> business. And the next thing you know, you do like 2,000 episodes when you thought you'd do it for like, you know, you know, fifty or sixty episodes, and get off MTV by forty. When I was thirty-eight years old, I'm like, I cannot be on MTV when I'm forty. This is crazy. That's I'm the new Kurt Loader
3: right now on YouTube. Look, no, I gotta get off YouTube. Look, man.
1: Look, look, and then and you're almost forty. Hey, and I am, I hey look, but then I changed. The perspective when it was like, okay, how do you use MTV as a platform to, to create your next chapter, which is your business? Mm. And by using the show to build and sell the production company, that was like the first company I built and sold through my dick machine process. And then it, it gave what television meant to me a new perspective. It was like, oh no, you can combine both worlds. And now we're talking 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? I'm 48. And I just signed a five-year deal, like to ta- go about? to go five more years. Let's, no way! Let's go. And it's like, dude, what are you talking go? about? And let me tell you this: I used to shoot sixty a year. Then I shot. Then I did. Since I, you know, I ended up understanding the economics of the show. And keep in mind, I don't use agents or lawyers. I do, I talk directly with the dude that makes the decision at Viacom. So we negotiate on the economics of the show, okay. and which led to me reducing the cost of the show, and then him picking up 168 episodes at a time instead of 30 at a time. Mm. Then they started airing more. Then it started being watched more. Then they wanted more. Then we went to shooting 252 a year. And now I'm moving to shooting 336 Wh- a year. What? Z- zoom in on my phone right here. Look at it. It's,
3: it is the most insane thing I've ever seen.
1: MTV's
0: play schedule. The orange is ridiculousness. That
3: is, that is, it's, cl- it's, it's got cl- clearly it's absurd. Be an example of supply and demand though, right? Like clearly people are hungry for this content. Every gas station I stop at, every pub that I go to, every water park bathroom that I go into, <laughs> there is one program playing and it is ridiculousness. Yeah. Always. Yeah. What the fuck is it <laughs> yeah. about that show that people is I'm gonna can I guess? Do you mind if I guess yeah. what it is?
1: Because you know in your spirit,
3: I believe that we have moved to a culture of clip consumption, yeah. fast acting, quick hitting, short attention span clips. Your show was TikTok before TikTok, an wow. algorithm of clips that garnered people's attention for short. Periods of time with a little bit of conversation and a little bit of questioning and laughing about it and then on to the next one. You were this before that existed. And is that right? And you're lovable.
4: Yay. Do you, are,
1: do you work? Do you work for the government? You <laughs> no, no. But check it out though. Think about it. Like you're 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 right, but think about it one step wider, where that is the way that everybody consumes content in their regular lives, or they binge. High-end programming and Netflix and the streamers, it found this sweet spot right in the middle where you didn't want to scroll. You scrolled through your 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 Instagram and your social as much as you could. You've watched everything on, on those streamers. Can I just sit and do something that takes no effort or energy <laughs> to laugh at for hours at a time? Like it's the in-between. That's what happened. Entire cable flattened out. And, like, people no longer watch cable. They want their own curation of the content that they watch. And this is this easy thing that if you're 6 or 60, you can watch, right? And that's what allowed it to take this almost, like, second, like, wave You know, 10 years in, because the way people consume content completely changed in where they did. And this is basically this super easy to do, seamless way of watching linear cable. You know what I mean? You know what else is funny about
3: it, too? You guys, uh, because of the personalities on the show, provide not only the content that would be consumed on a TikTok or Twitter feed, but also the comments. That yeah. would sit below them. You guys are the comments. You, Chanel, he, he,
0: everybody. He's, he, you are the original reaction channel. Yeah. Like, like I, that is absurd to me. Like, reaction channels on YouTube, I don't know if you know this now, yeah. but they're huge. They're huge. Massive. Yeah. And, Massive. And, and, and you and a few other people around that time were like the original, like, hey, this format works. Yeah. And, and this is interesting, too. Did you,
1: do you own the IP of ridiculousness? No, no. Okay. But Why not? I'm well, curious. I'll tell you, so, so, you know, originally, man, like when I, when I, when I read the Vinnie de Bona article, it was like, okay, we got to get this to, to syndication and get into the syndication business, right? So then we pitch it to all the networks first. Nobody would have it. And, and ultimately, uh, when you do a show with MTV, you end up now, um, like, they own the IP, you're just talent. So, so this is with all all cable, right? So there's no wiggle wiggle room on that. There's there's no wiggle room, but if you're creative, you can figure out ways to further maximize it, right? Mm. So really, what I did was then I ultimately built a business around producing it, Mm -hmm. right? So then now, and keep in mind, I built and sold that business for 190 million, right? So it's like that is the scale of what I built inside that. Uh, and then the the you you basically capture the margin by editing it, by finishing it, by the music. Then we built our own clip library to where like then we have all the licensed clips that are that we monetize in their own shows. So you built all of these uh, different sort of revenue streams in it, and then continued to grow the talent side, you know. But at the end of the day, like unless like MTV wants to take that IP and monetize it beyond their own channels which they never it's will it's never going to sell yeah, so you're not really yeah. Like, yeah so it's not like there is some crazy amount of money because they would have never put it on television if I would have owned the IP uh, so at the end of the day marginal. I believe I maxed yep. the amount of money and effort cuz keep in mind you know, shooting two hundred and fifty-two episodes of television a year is only four percent of my time, right? Like it's it's a very <laughs> limited amount of time and energy. It's an hour and a half of prep the night before, and then five hours to shoot the five or the six shows each day.
3: Because it's automated. You censor with the network, a lot of the production is automated, the the pre-planning, all that stuff. But if you had owned the IP you would be responsible for all of that
1: shit. No, no, you got to keep in mind, I automated it all. Okay. How they deliver me shows, how the writers, I grade every show zero to 10 to weed out weak writers and to make shows better because the better the shows are, the quicker they are to prep, the easier they are to shoot, right? I track the time of every shoot to like... To, to try to manage keeping the shoot time between like 27 and 32 minutes to keep my days down to five hours so that it ends up being this effortless, high-paced, high high high-paced, high-output for me, but a little bit of energy and time, right? And then I wear the same outfit. <laughs> So I'm like stuck in time. You know what I'm saying? It could be Rob from Robin Big, or it could be the 50-year-old. We don't know. It's the same outfit. It's like one care. I'm not building a brand with ridiculousness. I'm like trapped in a box that I'm ne- that that's. it's always going to look the same. It's whether It's infinite it was, Rob. That's it.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Cash App. When your personal finance connects you to both your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, money. and that's Cash App. You know what else is money? going out to eat (laughs) your dinner with your friends me logan
3: manager jeff david we all went to a nice supper the other night at a place called nobu malibu it was beautiful we had every course sashimi sushi tuna steak tacos everything the bill came at the end of the night it was a lot of money it's an expensive place it was like 1600 bucks and i said well there's five of us here at the table let's split it five ways oh sorry we can only use two cards well, that's not as much of a problem for us because we have Cash App. And so one of us paid for it and the rest of us just Cash App that one person. I was the person. My Cash App is Mike like I have a Cash Tag on <laughs> okay, it. Okay,
0: we, we, we get it. Um, but you guys should get it too. <laughs> Download Cash App. It's the app for sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, gifting, or just typing numbers all with the number one finance app in the App Store. Basically, what I'm saying is that's money and that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag.
4: We love you, Cash App. On holiday, there's nothing like doing nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight, so you can go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing for less. Expedia. Made to travel.
0: I, I was I was on an episode. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Awesome. Um, and, and I hear you about the prep, because they sent me the clips, and I uh, was able to watch them and come up with some jokes myself with the little help of the writers
1: and really they you guys went talk through jokes that's how it works well how do you prep when you prep for the show I just watch it and move it all around, and then you're I. You're not just,
0: you're not like storing stuff in the back. your are I coming. mean, I
1: kind of store it, but I freestyle it straight really? through. I didn't know that they actually showed you Just got that. somebody fired. Man, <laughs> Man
0: <laughs> those those these guys stuff.
1: are sitting with you in a room, like okay. When then when Rob will probably say like, want want want, and then you hit him with a. Oh, and that's funny because now that I think about it, you were hitting some zingers. I'm like, damn, this guy's yeah, got zingers. You just it all. <laughs> Yo,
2: everything just clicked with him. He goes, dude, what? No, it makes sense. Man, this guy's
0: pretty funny. <laughs> Man. (laughs) (laughs) but but you must love it because again i use the word format and we all know the power of a really good format right like like jeopardy deal or no deal every game show you've ever seen impulsive format 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 yeah but you've created you've created a format but why you don't have to be up there do you you could get pretty much any comedian to to do it or is it something that you love or do you feel that Ridiculous is simply not the same with Rob Deerdeck on that stage.
1: No, I mean obviously you know because we did the other pilots and the other shows. You know, you remember saying? that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Damn, like, man, bro. I remember this guy fucking Damn. sweated his way out to yes. get off. Yes,
5: Yes, <laughs> <Bro. bro. laughs> you know. I needed a reset. <laughs> a re-sweat. Yeah, man.
1: A bro. Bro. Dude, bro. Dude. I always thought that was fascinating. Like, oh, man, what an interesting thing to have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? I was like, sweaty, dude,
0: yeah, you bro. just get you happened just his get... first episode of this yeah. show as well. Yeah. I, it's a nerve sweaty walk off. I think it was. Yeah, I
3: think it was the drug use e- explain
0: what yeah. you're talking about just so so
3: we were uh piloted by mtv to try to create a spin-off what do you mean we okay jake paul as, <laughs> as
5: <Rob> <laughs> <Dyrdek>. <laughs> to
3: bring it full circle jake Ball as rob
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> tana manjow as fucking chanel and then me and then it was like a rotating like uh yeah. th- we were trying out like a bunch of different people for it was called episodes.
0: bustedness and it
3: was called bustedness and, you know, Jake did a great job. They had me in all this, like, culturally relevant clothing. Mm. I was wearing, like, Volcom and, like, mm. shit that I haven't. <laughs> I was like, dude, I felt great, but I was so hot, dude. Yeah. And there were so <laughs> many people in the audience, and I swear to God, they were all looking at just me, bro. Or at least it felt that way. Yeah, okay, it was, to- oh,
1: that was pre-pandemic.
3: That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, but damn. then, you know, we, we we shot a couple decent episodes, but I think they were just like, yo, this chemistry is whack. Like, it has to yeah. be rough.
1: Is that why they canned it? By the no, way, they they it did they, not get picked they, up. They, you <laughs> know, I think I think what it is is, and this is what I tried to like push on them as they were making these. You know, was like, what makes the show work to to your comment culture? You know, like it's like it feels like three friends just like talking about what they're seeing, and what happens is a lot of times, like you feel the pressure to try to be on. Right. So instead of it being natural and flowing and really being more like like observing and and talking funny about you end up trying to like hit zingers and make moments. And I just think like that's where a lot of them because they shot a lot and a lot of them didn't make it. Some of them did, you know, like different depending on what the cast was. But obviously none of them quite perform. At the same level, but they still work, so yeah. they just keep trying all different types of them.
3: Because they go to <clears throat> they go to viewing, right? Like, they probably yeah. get, like, beta tests or something No, they put like them that. on the air.
1: They put yours oh, on Oh, that's air. right. Yeah. What the fuck
3: am I talking about? Yeah. Anyways, they probably get, like, some sort of QC or somebody has feedback on Nielsen. I don't know exactly how it gets done, right? But to your point, if you had put me, George, and Logan as
1: the... 100%. Th-
3: game over. 100%. But also...
1: But they wouldn't do that because they would also be like,
0: well, we got to have the we got to have this. You know what I mean? This prime bottle is going to space and one of you are going to space with it. That is right. I've teamed up with Whatnot, a live auction platform that I actually invested in to get a Blue Origin ticket and send one of you to space with a signed prime bottle. Pulling up to Mickey
3: D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just
5: perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block.
0: Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's.
4: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba da ba ba ba. by me and KSI. All you have to do is download Whatnot and enter the competition before 11 28 or this trip of a lifetime. Trust me, you're going to have fun and you're going to go to space. Download Whatnot, enter the competition, and we'll see you guys in the
1: sky. Again, you know, when I think about what the show means to me as it relates to, you know, and and why do I continue to do it? It's like because I make a significant amount of money for a very little bit of effort. And yeah. to the to the point, it's it's like a weird, like, improv art form for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, improv- I just go and, like, freestyle. The, like, I'm, like, it for 30 minutes, and it's like, oh, you just did a flawless show where you just made everything up. You know what I mean? It's like, it's really just sort of this fun fast paced experience but make no mistake make no mistake it is only for the money you know what i'm saying i mean there ain't even uh, man there is no like that's why george says know, he comes here every day you know that's it hey
2: you think i'm actually friends with these schmucks hey,
1: hey. then, then invest, dad, well. invest well invest well brother enjoy <laughs> it well
2: last brother I, I, i'm dying to ask man because i'm sitting here and i'm just blown away by your mindset dude like yeah uh, Logan always whispers in my ear, "Steal like an artist," as mm-hmm. he's scrolling and trying to identity theft all the new creators coming into existence. Mm-hmm. And then Mike sucking onto whatever Logan's doing. So, my question to you is, whose nipple were you trying to suck off of while you were like growing? Like, who were you looking up to and being like, "This is a great uh, uh, structure. I'm gonna take it and go this direction." Who was your like uh, hero?
1: God, you know, it's like I don't know, I don't know, like, like who I could point to that's ever done done it the way that I've done it, right? It's almost like because you know, (laughs) and and again, not not from a a flex as much as I mean, I guess you could say Bob uh, Saget, yeah, Bob Saget, you know what I'm saying? Like the only one, you know what I mean? Like and and think about that, but but even even for that, make no mistake about that. Even though I got hammered for like it because the show came out after Tasha's show came out, even though we shot it before, but. I read an article with Vinny De Bona in the 500 and 500 million dollar syndication business and and then was like I'm going to make the faster cooler version of this for MTV. Mm. So it was definitely like that as it relates to you know looking at a market, looking at a sleepy market, how can you reinvent the space and capitalize on something that had the same amount of success? You know, and I, I recently was in a, America's Funniest Home, uh, Home Videos documentary, and they asked me if I could, it was me talking about getting the idea from oh, Vin cool. DeBona, and they were like, hey, will you sign off on this clip for this 30 years of America's Funniest Home Videos? And I'm like, only if I can come meet Vin and get a photo.
4: And Perfect. so it's
1: like I went to meet Vin, and Vin is, you know, like 75, slick back, gray hair, dressed to the <laughs> nines. You walk into his America's Funniest Home Videos office, it's like a time capsule. It was like 80 success carried straight through into like 2019, you know? And, and like when I explained to him how many shows I was shooting and what it was, he's like, what? No way. You know, because they shoot like 30 a year, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And, and again, you know, he was pissed. <laughs> You know, but he was. He's was like, man, we tried all these cable ones that never worked. Like, Take why your did this one? Picture,
2: get the fuck out of my office! <laughs> and,
1: and and boy, I'll keep that thing forever. It's precious. But to the point of like what you're modeling after, I always looked at everything through the business lens. So I was always looking at like, how do I maximize this opportunity? Whether it was the Fantasy Factory platform, even even during Robin Big days, you have to understand that. I saw what BAM was doing in board sales and shoe sales. I renegotiated all my royalty deals for my shoes and for my boards before I got on, before Robin Big happened. And then you got to think, I was getting paid uh, $6,000 a month as a Red Bull athlete in the first season of Robin Big. And I got um, $1.2 a year from Monster the following season <laughs> to put a Monster <laughs> fridge in Robin Big. And then I'm like, okay. How do I how do I further this even further yeah. and maximize this and that's what led to creating creating Fantasy Factory as the concept around the, having the brands that I could now do brand deals. You got to think I did Chevy deals, Microsoft deals, Carl's Junior deals. I just did all these mega deals and integrated it into that show, so I was making millions. Then, in the future. then I was like making millions off of all my product and board sales and all of that stuff. Like by Seeing it through a business lens ahead of time, and how could I maximize it? And, and I just think that I continue to look at everything I do through this lens of what are all the ways that you can create value. And now in this day and age, now it's like building and selling companies. How do I how do I build and and create big liquidity events? Is is really where that that passion has evolved from as I look through things from a business lens of what I'm doing with sort of my content on the business side and where I'm taking it long-term, you know?
0: Yeah.
3: I I just wanted to ask one last thing on the business side because I'm I'm sure we'll pivot because I want to talk about skateboarding a little bit too. But um, how did it work? Because now, as you can tell, platforms that are owned by, or um, not platforms, but channels that are owned by creators <clears throat> Options are used to propel prime businesses, up. right? Like <laughs>
1: prime now, prime up. You can use that as a clip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> prime now, prime up. Prime uh, but like, but like
3: that has become. We we have uh, as internet creators have gone through a very similar evolution where yep. it went from merch, then big brand deals, now IP building and exits. Right? You're seeing this the kind of a very similar evolution that we saw on the uh, platforms of earlier day. My question to you is. How does MTV treat a talent who does not own IP, does not own network, does not own platform, in your ability to promote own products that they do not own a piece of that intellectual property?
1: It doesn't happen anymore. It's over. I was the last one to do it with Fantasy Factory. (laughs) They want want a piece of... Well, they would. Yeah, they They want a piece. It just would never happen. It would become a nightmare. You know, I transitioned a little bit. The first season of Ridiculousness, I did a deal with Microsoft. And, and Bing, their, their search, engine. search engine. And at the end of the episode, we would search a thing and a video would come up and play it. So I was, that was the only time, but it became so complicated in that format rather than creating content around the brand idea. But again, look, the, the, there's a lot of want, hoping, and wishing that like, you'll take sweat equity and have a partnership and put all this energy and time and effort into prime of like, we're going to get the billion dollar exit. And it's, like, what that actually takes and the odds of that actually occurring, the complexities of, of of you know, ready-to-drink distribution and, like, ultimately sell-through. Like, your media and platform can drive it into the stores, but you literally have, like, you know, a few months to, to hit a percentage of sell-through in order to even have it in there. There's so many different beauty brands and all these different things. So many people that have tried different things but it's it still takes sort of that art science and magic and timing of things sure. to happen for like there to actually be that event and my what i'm trying to master is eliminating all of the x factors and and getting more consistent of building things that have a better chance of being acquired and then investing deep in the stages and the capital along the way. So when it does get acquired, I get a significant amount of liquidity. So that I'm really looking at like everything, like how can I, how can I sell, you know, something for you know two hundred million instead of five hundred million and own seventy percent of it mm. right because the the in the in that game you know there's you know a thousand people that'll buy a company for a hundred million there's like you know seven hundred that'll buy it for two hundred million and then like two fifty and beyond there's like five yeah you know what i mean so it's like either pepsi's buying it or like you know a private equity maybe but it's only if like it's like this you know what i mean so are you doing
3: are you doing that through another business question damn it are you doing that through more efficient funding on the front side and then maximizing certain verticals and channels of marketing distribution have you basically in your mind created a secret sauce of how to as you said eliminate those x factors
1: yeah. It, yes, but it it starts with the idea, the market, um, the white space. Like, is it innovative enough um, to take market share, but not too innovative that you, you this consumer doesn't can't won't figure it out in time? And then it boils down to who's operating the business. I'm not going to operate the business. So the curation of the individual or the operators, Jockeys. their their skill set is ultimately, because you got to think, I co-find everything and fund it uh, through all the early stages so that I already have the common co-founder stock. Then I now have all the pre- preferred Perfect. stock in the beginning so that I gobble up the most equity that you can get at the very beginning of, of of venture and then hope to get it to the next level of getting those bigger rounds that creates more net worth and value in me that's worth nothing until it becomes liquid. You know what I mean? I think, I
0: think life is... Uh, a lot about winning more than you lose right yep. w- winning is great I do think losing in some ways is great too you can, you can learn a lot and I've, I've imagined you've Thank had, you had a lot of ups, up, up, what say it again
2: something about boxing came to my attention when thought about <laughs> oh <this>. man <laughs> I'm just saying it's part of your legacy bro like it's not like <laughs> listen a, to me listen to me yeah.
1: before, before I'm not even gonna let him address okay, that I'm so sorry. this man last time I saw him he was like, we was like, maybe, maybe this Floyd thing might happen. This man fought Floyd Mayweather. Oh, that you know was that was right. Yeah, it was right before. It. Then he's like, now it's like, like I, I want you to know, I wrestled. Yeah, but now he's fighting I, dead listen to himself. Me, listen, listen, me, have I, fire? I, I, I wrestled <laughs> at WrestleMania. Okay, with Rowdy Roddy Piper. You did? And I flew yes. off of a skateboard as my finishing move <laughs> over the ring, and Dan slammed the guy down and went. Only I wasn't big enough to make it to the main stage. I was in like the fan stage in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I never got to feel the glory of the 90,000 people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was in like the, the small, Just like, there was like, people. no, I'm like, there was like 150 people. Like, oh, is that Rowdy Roddy Piper? Is that Rob Dyrdek? No, it's Kid Lightning. You know what I mean? No, it's like, Kid Lightning. You know what I'm saying? it was my wrestling name <laughs> was,
2: was that uh, the first time you jumped out of the box that you put yourself in
0: <laughs> for what ridiculous yeah, yeah oh well yeah.
1: no no that was pete that was pre pre yeah. pre, oh, pre inside the box yeah we know it was during fantasy factory you know yeah, we did Roddy, Roddy, Roddy for, what for year that.
0: i feel almost like
3: this has been such a long span yeah. that we almost need to like describe a year that this was all happening in can we go back even one more wait
0: i do want to ask because i'm curious uh, again, winning more than you lose. If you're doing that, you're winning in life. Yep. Have you found that you are learning and your hit rate has increased with what you're doing with your money and your energy over the years?
1: Yeah, but look, I've, it's a, it's, I'm going to take you deep because it's like, like my personal mastery is like controlling my evolution and guiding my evolution on all aspects of my life. Okay. And that's health, wealth you know, life, work, it's mastering time, energy, and clarity, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm continually optimizing and maximizing my time, grading my energy of how my time feels Mm -hmm. when I'm there, and then continually, like, predicting the future off of getting better and better at designing goals and paths forward. That's all expanding me into the ideal version of myself. I continually, perpetually evolve into this limitless potential. So year over year over year, I just keep getting better and better in all aspects of life. And you still feel that way? Oh, it's like it, now I can see 15 years out so and cool. how much better. I, 48, I know like how I'm going to be in peak shape and the best shape and health of my life at like 55. And that's when I'm going to ease back from doing content and and, and pushing as hard to build and savor more and travel more spend more time with my kids even though you got to think I still shoot all these episodes all these businesses all of it is still about 20 percent of my time because I'll still you know I still you know to give you context if you spend an hour a day that's about four percent of your time right and so for me you know I still spend you know Two, three hours every day to take my kids to school, you know, still be with my kids, spend all the time with my wife. Like it's still about how do you live a really happy, harmonious, beautiful existence while continuing to uh, fulfill your desire to create and build businesses yeah. and wealth and all these things.
0: Right? And, the, and, and over time, you feel that uh, continually contributing to the
1: betterment of yourself. Right. Because you're getting better and better and better mm. at living. Mm. You understand? Like, so you're just, you're mastering yourself, you're disciplined, you're more consistent, you're healthier, right? And then how do I know that? Well, I grade how I feel about my life every single day and then have the data for years, right? Like I track all of, did I get up at five? Did I brain train? Did I meditate? Did I get in the gym? You did I will eat clean? Yeah, I rate my day, I rate how I feel about my life, work, and health, zero to 10. So I could show you how much more disciplined I am, how much healthier I am, how much like happier I am in qualitative numbers that I've collected <laughs> that over the years. That is so I, I got, interesting. But, I, that's I, that's but, but then I could show you how I used my time for the last like three, four You're years. So analytically. Then I could show you how I've grown my wealth, right? Like in, in how I've grown all the companies where it's just this entire life if you will was designed and then lived with purpose and intent which gives you what this incredible feeling of fulfillment and like happiness and gratitude of like look at this amazing life that I created a vision for, and grew into continually. You're a weird and weird. you can do You're it too. A- and you can do it too. Go to robdurdick.com and download the app. <laughs> He's a self I, mean, no, no. I actually was going to no. do, no, no, do, no, no, no. do you do mentorship? Do you like, teach I'm not, people I'm not gonna how to gonna
2: do, this? do
1: I'm not going to do mentorship, but it's a philosophy that I believe that I can teach to other people and really... Like I'm gonna build a software that anybody can can build their own version of it and build this sort of harmony in life and and basically find balance in their health, wealth, life, and can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah,
2: I, I got one right after okay, you.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Th- this because
0: this this started me on an interesting train of thought. I too am super analytical. Mm-hmm. I love data. We love data. We know the importance and significance of data. You can you could do so much with with the data, but I am afraid to rate my own life yep. like you are doing. And I, I've seen this on your um, Instagram before. You talking about how you're going to rate the day and see how you can improve. But t- truthfully, uh, and this is funny because I'm not uh, afraid to fail or fall short per se, but I'm afraid to give a rating to my day because I don't want to see the, the, the days that are fours yep. on paper. I don't want to see Those the Those are the most it, important. I know, but like it's, it's it, it, I think the, the, but, ch- but the challenge of this having out. to beat the day I just did is like too
1: stressful but, for but, me to but, think but about. But that's not what you're doing. You're living life. And then when you're down, it's, you know, I call it qualitative awareness because when you just ask yourself how I feel about it and rate it zero to ten, and to me it's like five, you're neutral, six and above, you're, you're half full, you're hopeful, four and below, you're half empty, and, and when you're half empty, you're like, why did I even wrestle? Yeah. I don't even like wrestling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I even doing? Why am I even traveling and doing this show? Like, when you're empty, like, you can pick apart anything. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, as I began to see that, what what really became clear to me, I, I'm just trying to optimize and evolve over time. Because you're when you ask yourself it you, and you take a note of it, a lot of times it ends up being the same thing. And so, it, it's not like, it seems like it's all of these things. But it's really four or five key things that keep bringing you down Mm. that when it becomes so obvious, that's what I need to change. Mm. And then when you begin to change that now over time, because I went from a place because this is kind of how the flow worked. I started doing it in 2014 and it wasn't until 2020 did I collect the data for the whole year. Because when I would really when I would be really low, then I don't want to Fuck collect it. the data, right? Like so then you go on these big dark periods, okay, then you then you're back on and you get and, and eventually they got less and less to then and what really what changed me in 2020 specifically is somebody heard me talk about it in an interview. And and they they emailed me and said, hey, I could write a script for the way because I just keep all the stuff in my Google Calendar. And they, they wrote a script for me to pull it out and put it in dashboards. So oh, now damn. it gamified it. Now Ooh, I'm looking nice. at, like, seeing nice. my numbers and be like... And then it was so clear that, like... When I don't drink, eat clean, get up at five, meditate, get in the gym, brain train, like, like that my quality of life is higher. It became so obvious. So it changed the way wow. that I began to approach health okay. and the importance of it. It's brilliant. But to be honest with you,
0: I am afraid of having to get up at 5 a.m., of having <laughs> to eat right every day. Yeah. I'm afraid of the reality that I know is right. It's there. Look,
1: listen. But sure. I don't want to confront you. Listen, sure. listen to me. You shouldn't no, okay. confront it and you shouldn't want to do this. Okay. But <laughs> I don't want to be successful. No. no. No, this is some old man shit. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like this is like it's at twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. You know, you're twenty nine or twenty eight. Twenty seven. Oh Jesus!
0: What's going on? Oh, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. You don't even. You don't. Hey, you just keep eating fucking Taco Bell. Hell you know yeah! Know yeah. <laughs> nice. you, know, you don't. You don't get up. You sleep in. I'm right. Hey, I show up here early. You show up here. Rob <laughs> do it eight
0: minutes early. I'm one minute late to my own podcast.
2: While, while being ridiculously successful, I know people that should be twenty minutes early and they're late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my question is this. Uh, first of all, the, the you've literally changed my whole perception of life. Like I, I actually want to go home and try this. It's brilliant. It's amazing. Here's the
1: output. Pure happiness. Yeah. It's just happiness. That's it. This <laughs> is worth it. why you That's should it. do it. That's That's input, it. output, input, <laughs> it. it's like, what are you really trying to do in life? You uh, know what, you know where happiness is found? Getting up every day and being filled with energy, excited about everything you're doing. That's really what it is. And what you're doing today is based off of every decision you made in the past. This experience, the reason if you ran all around and things are crazy and out of control because you made the decision, we're going to take the show on the road. Somebody find a place. We got to get it. Like if there's chaos involved in it, you can look back on everything, on whatever feeling you have that day to every, all the decisions you made in the past. So you have to get better and better at making decisions that, create a better future present right yeah
3: it's so it's so yeah go george sorry Um, sorry,
2: no 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 please dude i love everything you're saying I'm, i'm literally. i might look like i'm zoning out it's generally because i'm like how do i adjust to do this like i'm actually very excited about this the reason i'm i know for a fact it works well one you're you're a huge example and then two uh not what you did exactly but when i was very young uh my mom never pushed religion on me Mm-hmm. But she said, why don't you journal how you feel the days you start with God versus the days you don't? Mm. Like meditation. Mm. And that's how Oof. I built my own relationship with God because I was like, whoa, this actually like really significantly helped. Um, your meditation at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing you don't smoke or drink because like this is, how do you, because I like, to, I can't go to sleep because I'm an insomniac. Yeah. But the only thing that could put me out is, is smoking weed. And this has been going back and forth with me because the next day I feel groggy or not motivated. How old I'm, are you? 29. I look like I'm 49 because of the beard, but I'm, I'm 29.
1: No, you just, you smell like pot. Do I smell like no,
2: pot? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I got so nervous.
1: I got so nervous oh, right now. Oh man, oh, I just took God. it out. Dude, you
2: weren't even looking at me. So I was like, dude, he doesn't even want his nose to be directed okay. at me. All
1: right. All right. Look, look, t- to that point, that's a beautiful, God, God bless your mother. You know what I mean? And, and again, it's just, it's, it's self-reflecting. In, in what it is but I when I was your age I smoked weed to go to sleep I drank every night you know what I mean it's like I I eventually be got to a place where where like if I like eat the wrong thing at the wrong time it will affect my sleep you know it'll and I track it like through the numbers so I can see what it is I track you become so optimized and you become it, you fall in.
4: That's carshield.com slash audio.
1: love with the feeling of feeling amazing all the time that, you know, when, you know, I just went to Cabo and, you know, it took me five days to recover. And and I had to fight through like for as optimized as I am just drinking, you know, four days in a row put my mind into this place of questioning all these things. I had to keep telling myself, wait till, uh, you get through the weekend. When you get back in your rhythm, don't make any decisions this week. I was being short with the people that worked with me. Like, like I had the awareness of like, Hey, if you're going to like go on vacation and normally I create like literally a recovery period after vacation. Uh, so I don't make any bad decisions or whatever it may be. But that's like when you get to this level of like optimization it it just becomes much more nuanced as in in what the output is in your quality of life. And it's like you think how we look at Tom Brady of like, yo, this is insane. This guy's so committed, like it's so much discipline and like, but getting to like that level of discipline and optimization in all aspects of my life, I realize like, oh, you're not, it's it goes from you know, you create systems, you get super consistent, they become habits. Those habits become simply a way of life and intuitively how you operate. I'm not trying to be disciplined. Uh, I just am because of the systems and the way that I built my life. <laughs> and how you know? long you've
3: done it for. I think that's the most important right, message the, it's to the people. time. I, mean, I didn't yeah. miss? because people are going to see you talking
5: about
1: Look, they've already turned it off. Checking. They've no, no, they already haven't. turned it off. No, they haven't. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> Listen to me. Our audience they've already
3: is super motivated, Rob. Listen to me. <laughs> There, but some of them will see you and you're like, okay, every day I wake up, 5 a.m., I meditate. Yeah. Check boxes, data, Excel sheets, walking computer. I am a, a cyborg.
0: I, I bet you got a stand-up desk. R- right? I don't.
2: I don't. I don't. But they'll see I do got a digital whiteboard.
0: A, tra- a treadmill stand-up desk and a digital I, whiteboard. I, I, I do have a digital whiteboard. A
2: digital whiteboard. But, dude, you have everything.
1: It's Rob dude, that guy. Look, we getting, you're, you're just at the tip of the iceberg.
3: My God. <laughs> it goes deeper than <laughs> The rest is beneath the water. The the ice- ice- but they'll see this and they'll be like, fuck that shit. I'm going to get a drink. You know what I'm saying? Because the idea of that ultra-efficient, optimized cyborg human is a turnoff to them because it's unrealistic. But when you turn to the camera and you say, yo, I started with day one with one five-sentence journal entry. Yeah. They can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? And that became a habit. You know what I'm saying? But
1: this is why my mission is, like, I know... I wasn't like this five years ago, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I discovered this in the process of failure, right? Like, I initially, you know, to, to give you even the context, like, I I, I basically just did a million different things. I would just go high and low, boom and bust, boom and bust. What's the next big thing? I got wild grinders on Nickelodeon. I got Fantasy Factory Ridiculousness, Professional Skateboarding League, all these companies mm-hmm. I got. It's like one of these is going to be the big winner for me that then... I'll find happiness then I'll find balance then I'll f- be in a steady relationship and all these things right that's how I approach life and then in the middle of all that chaos you know I was raising money for uh, my professional skateboarding league at the time which I I, I didn't even know what an investment banker was I didn't even know what venture capital was in 2013. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I, when they said, "Hey, th- your league's worth thirty million dollars," I'm like, "We did seven million in revenue. That was how is yeah, that yeah. even possible? I didn't even know multiples. I didn't even know how any of it worked." And when I went out and pitched my league. Like everybody, like I would pitch my league after I pitched myself of like here, you know, I have all these companies, these integrated, this fully integrated multi-platform universe of brands and media of cartoons and skateboard leagues and foundation with skate parks and multiple shows on MTV, all these things. Like, and so they were like, well, can we, let's have a deal with everything you do. And so they, uh, one of the big investment groups out here, the rain group, like offered me like basically a three sixty deal. We're like, "Hey, we will value you." at the time it was like they would value me at a 100 million, and that they were going to give me 50 million for half of everything I did forever, Perpetuity. And then I was going to get um, I would get 30 million off the top and 20 million into the company, right? And at the time, you know, I, I want to say, you know, yeah, I was probably making like 10 or 12 million at the time, right? And, it and was, annually? Yeah, oh. and then I was like. Finally, finally, mm. man, these really smart business people see it in me. Mm. The, these guys see it. I'm meant to be a billionaire. They're the ones to get me there. Finally, all my chaos and highs and lows and sanity, oh. like like finally the smart guys recognize the potential in this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Time to take me to, yeah. let's go to the Billy Club. How do you get to the Bill Club, guys? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's really where my mind was because you got to think I'm uneducated. I've, I quit high school. I don't understand money. I'm just like, I will things into existence. I fantasize about what a great business it would be. And then when it's like, I spent all that time and lost a couple million dollars, like, oh, fuck, well, okay, well, I guess that didn't work, right? Like, I didn't understand it. But when they did the diligence on me and stripped away, because they had to look at all my personal finances, how I managed my money, all the, the, every company I had and everything, they were like, you're uninvestable we will loan you $7 million to figure out like how to make a business out of you. You have to go on a salary of 700 grand a year. And you know, at the time I'm like, what? And, and then pay us back of this 7 million at a 10% interest. And then if we can't figure out how to build a business around you, then we get to keep this equity from a uh, equity percentage of you for life. Nah, I don't think. Yeah, it was mean, the most nah. devastating. It went from "What's up? We going to the Billy Club?" <laughs> you know, "What are we doing?" To just like you are, it, and then at that moment, even go to the strip club. Yeah, at that you want to know what I was at that point? <laughs> like, you're not the business person you think you are. You're not the like, like you're. You don't even like. What do you even like about any of this? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just you're just gonna keep creating more and like try to find the answers? Like that's when I was really at like. Like, you, you can't live like this. And I said to them, like, I'm going to come back to you. And when I come back to you, I'm going to have the plan figured out. And then then when I get ask for the money, I'm going to know exactly what the money will be used for and what we're going to grow. I'm going to figure this out on my own. And it started this journey that just led to hiring all these people, these different books and different consultants that began to shape my entire way of creating not just how I wanted to build businesses and create value from a venture perspective, but what type of life did I want? Then I designed that life and began to live it. And then at the end, the people that bought my production company for 190 million were the same group that offered to give me the $7 million. (laughs) (laughs) That's how crazy the poetic justice is of betting on yourself. And then, Forget about; it. they would have owned half of you, and you would have just got thirty million. Yikes. And you know, instead, like you bet on yourself, and that's where the magic side is. Where once I built the harmony in my my existence and began to like build systems for everything and look at life of you know setting goals in all aspects of life, then I began to create this extraordinary energy, and I kept evolving and growing and learning and growing and learning, and my whole world grew into the state that I am today. Which is like, you're like, what? Like, I'll be like looking at my shower and be like, you're so lucky. Like, I'll be driving, like, pulling out of the just take my kids to school, I'll be like, look at this life you have. Like, this is crazy. Like, you don't practice gratitude, you're overwhelmed by it. Ooh. And then, like, you just continually attract abundance. It's just nonstop, bigger, more fulfilling things that tie back to what ultimately creates that harmony, peace, and happiness within you is what attracts to you now, you know? For right, sure, I, leading with But you got to design it yeah. yep. to get there, but you can't design it at 27. You got to become 37 <laughs> and fucking hit rock bottom. <laughs> I did both of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike, it's time. Which way's the it's Billy time. Club? <laughs> Which way's the Billy Club? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, it's so real, dude. You are fucking elevated, Rob Deardick. Yeah, you yeah. are literally ele- like super elevated. Yeah, I not thought we were gonna talk about skin. No, I don't know if you follow
0: him on Instagram, but this this is this is what it's about. God dang,
3: bro! No wonder you didn't pick up busting this. Holy shit, we are <laughs> we are fucking morons. <laughs> look, look, that was uh, busting.
0: Hey.
1: That's nah, up. Hey, that's up to the network. You know.
3: Nah, dang. Can we, now, can we talk about skateboarding? <laughs> I,
0: I, so I I wanted to ask one commit. thing because because we're ta- kind of talking about yeah, business and it. money. We'll get we'll get into yeah. it. But um, you know, you love what you do, and uh, similarly to me, money is an awesome byproduct of just do- I am blessed to say I say this with privilege. I I get to do what I love every day, and it's fucking awesome. Um, but is 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 there is there a a level where you can pat yourself on the back and say, you know, I, this isn't so much about just making the money anymore. You know, it's it, it. I have all the things I want, mm-hmm. or or is it your way of keeping tally? It's a scoreboard, and you want to win.
1: You know, it's 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 relative, right? Because it's you've got to understand what do you want money for, right? And then you know, usually it's like a way of life, and oh, it's freedom, and it's these things. Well, okay, well, how what is that, and how does that work? And then like like getting to that then then it's your identity. Mm-hmm. I need to fly private everywhere. I need to have Ferraris. I need to live in a 30 million dollar house. Like these are all things that like like I've built within my identity that I needed to set as sort of the milestones, but but then I wanted to create a simple way of like how did I make money and keep score. Right. Cause at the end of the day, you still want to invest your money and see a return on the money you invest like, and you want to earn money and, and money ends up being this really, you know, I'm, I'm, as you evolve and change, like your desires, your wants and needs evolve and change. Right. And, and for me, it's like how I help my family, what I do with my foundation, like, but at the end of the day, as it relates to to what it is, I set these goals and achieve these goals and continually push these goals. But I'm looking at it at this matrix of like, okay, earned income is taxed at 50%. It's, it's long-term capital gains is 35. It's like, okay, I, you know, risk a high-risk venture where I'm looking to get these huge multiples on, on the businesses that I create because it's part of my passion. So then to balance that out, I only invest in cash-flowing real estate, right? So then it's fully tax-efficient and I have no... Uh, I don't have to put any effort in it. I use it through syndication. Uh, I use syndicators and great operators. So that just generates the cash. And then the balance and the harmony in my life is, like, those buildings pay for my way of life. Passive. Right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, the fully tax-efficient passive income leaves me spiritually set for life. Mm. Right? (laughs) So I don't ever have to even think about, I don't ever make a move as, as for money like i'm only spending time and energy on things that i want to create but the business stuff that i create i still want to measure it by its success and its success will be measured by its return on my invested capital yeah, you know what sure. i mean yeah
3: you have you went from like fuck you money to like whatever's above that Like Like you have, you have like spirit, you have like spiritual (laughs) money. That's You have spirit (laughs) money, (laughs) bro. Like, think about that shit. But, 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 like your ancestors are rich, bro, because of you. And and, and I'll tell you, but reversed. But, but it went back down (laughs) the
4: bloodline.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You made so much money. Your Uh, your great grandfather is rich in Idaho. Look, look, (laughs) no,
1: look. I'm the last. Look, I was the last person to carry the Deer Deck name on, and now my son is the the final Deer Deck to continue the the legacy of the Deer Decks. And, we need to talk about that. Yeah, too, and so about he, how you
3: keep him out of nightclubs and away from cocaine. Yeah, and shit. no.
1: Yeah, look. I mean, it, it, the reason. Rich kids. Yeah, the, the reason. Like, it would. Like, I I can see parents and how their kids are going to start doing coke for sure, <laughs> right at school. You know what I'm saying? Well, damn, this guy for sure <laughs> that is makes fun. Sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes like, sense. and it's like it's my like think of the think of the way that I operate, and then think that I dedicate the majority of my time to my family. Yeah right and so like the kids don't even know they don't even feel me working you know what i mean mm. because of how much i am there and pick them up from school every day take them to school every day like how i'm i've never missed a pediatrician appointment you know i've never like i am you know there's nothing i've ever missed right and so it's then that's the personal development in your greatest creation is these beings that you created through this absolute true love that you have with your wife So it's like shaping them into incredible human beings is ultimately what your goal is. But then what are you? you are the ultimate example. You and the, your your wife's love, your representation of how life can be balanced and happy and harmonious is what they get to look at versus like, where's dad? Oh, dad's in Hollywood tonight. David he's was, fucked yeah. up. Is Hyde. Yeah, you know He's all <laughs> fucked up. His Hyde, Hyde, still, is Hyde yeah, still around. But he's yeah. going to be up at
2: five <laughs> o'clock and meditate. But he's going <laughs> to
1: meditate still. He's still drunk <laughs> <laughs> meditating. He's
2: eternally <laughs> meditating. He's fucked
3: up. How did you... How did you become Tony Robbins, bro? Like honest, because dude, yeah, listen, what? bro, what? you the last Rob, <laughs> I so I obviously d- didn't pay enough attention like as of the past few years, but like used to just smash shit, like girls even you would be boozing like getting fucked up breaking shit and now you're just like dude the harmonious combination of the true love of my wife the output that man. is children and the spiritual money that i could pass back up bloodline has produced an all-time man. appropriate, and efficient man. optimized cyborg oh, human man. like i'm
1: like right bro i want to live with you and just talk inspire you every day <laughs> and you just regurgitate it back yeah uh, yeah look you know i i go back to that moment in time right where it's like i i knew that i was never gonna find true fulfillment in the life I, I wasn't meant to continue to live that life and i was feeling pressure as i got older of like is this how i'm i'm gonna am i'm gonna just gonna be in the club when i'm 45 like you know what i mean like still like like Think about this all the time you this know what i mean me. am i am i leonardo here do i continue to date like young girls like forever you know and and really it 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 started with that whole idea of like, who do you really want to become?
3: Yeah, because some people do some people truly do want to do, yeah, that. yeah, that's what I'm saying? saying. So
1: it's like it's it's like that just wasn't for me. Correct. Like I knew I wanted to evolve in and really, in the beginning, like there's no part of me that that thought that like I didn't even want to write a book. i I was on like Lewis's podcast early on in like two thousand and sixteen when I really finally, Built the whole. I started realizing the vision of what I'd created since the 2013 sort of 360 deal, and and like even back then it was like, oh, I just want I I want to build all this. I don't want to like talk about it. I want to go and build it. And then once I built it, it was like, whoa! Like look at what you were able to create in such a short amount of time. Then it became like I almost became satisfied because almost like. I created such like a a level of wealth, if you will, in just overall like success and life and 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 all aspects that it, I shifted from self preservation to like generational preservation. Like I shifted into this sort of legacy feeling of like, well, what can you leave behind? And it it accelerated me towards this like idea of like, man, I want to this worked for me and it's like so much more unbelievable that i want to create this i want to work to get this into uh, a tool that ultimately other people can make their own version Replica. whenever they're ready and 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 like be able to go do it themselves because i don't want to be tony robbins i don't i don't even want to like shoot the podcast for more than a, a few more years i don't want to go around and like do speeches and be a speaker. Like I get some energy from it. There's some performance aspect to just doing interviews and stuff, but that's why I want to create a software that every person in the world can use to design their life and master time, energy, and clarity to live a harmonious, Whoa, high-quality existence. That's, that's, that's cool. That,
3: see what he's trying to do? He's trying to automate into actual AI now. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, he wants right. to really become a right. cyborg.
1: But but imagine if if it began to guide you sure. and sure. led you towards your ultimate, like, your version of heaven on earth, right? And, and that's are, really are, are you, what it would Are mean. you
0: religious? Because it's funny you just said heaven on earth. What you're describing is religion.
1: Yeah. Is. Well, I mean, to a degree. I mean, I, I you know, when, when I hear him say, like, you know, journaling led him to his like relationship with God, you know, it's like always like, wow, oh, it's so fascinating. You know, because God's heart, it's hard for me to be religious based off of, you know, looking at the historical evolution of human beings and what we've sort of like learned in the last, you know, 100 years of sort of how the entire universe is made up and what it is. But I'm on the exact opposite. I'm on the exact opposite. But to that point, is it there's Maybe obviously it's still being you read the Bible,
2: there's so many things that were called into fruition. It, 2000. It, yeah, if, but, if, but, if, but if you subscribe
0: but, to the Bible, then that's automatically is again,
1: you guys have started off. To, in total disagreement. Yeah, and again, and again, no, no, and again sure. but but look, but forget about forget about the Bible, forget about the Bible and, and religion. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm whatever Jewish you're now. selling. You, in I'm on the Old Testament. <laughs> oh, I'm in the Deirdre <laughs> machine now. Uh, but but it's like you know there was a creator, and you know that everything's connected. So it, and it's it will never be able to fathom it. So when I I feel connected to the universe and feel much more spiritual. Uh, but I don't necessarily tie that to a specific. Uh, specific religion. You know what I mean? It's hard hard for me to connect it to to a religion. Although I do have I I believe all the principles in there it's, are the principles of what it what it what it takes to live a high quality happy life.
0: One thousand yeah. percent. You two you, are you, very aligned. I yeah. that, um, I totally agree. But it, it, it's almost it's almost irrelevant because we're ending up in the same place. Yeah. You know, it's just we're, I'm trying to be a good person. Why are you making that face? No,
2: I just, I just, no, I just, that was funny.
1: Because you're not, is he not a good person? Oh, you think I'm going to hell, motherfucker? No, I do not think you're You're getting the (laughs) (laughs) pineapple.
4: You're getting the pineapple. You think
2: think you're going to heaven? Yeah, you do. I just agree that we're all going to the same place. Wait, what? Which I is, believe that, like,
1: sorry,
0: I'm saying <laughs> no, no. The Billy <laughs> Club. Like, <laughs> is it the where Billy Club? Go? There Please. we go. No, we're, we're all ending in this. In we, the conclusion is the same. Like whether it's w- yeah. whether you want to call it spiritual, or religious. It's you know be yeah. a good person, lead a positive life, That's where be good I to am. those around you, yeah. and love. Yep. Yeah.
1: But at the like end of the, the day, look. At the end of the day, you are trying. Again. Stop fucking smiling hey, me is, like a pervert. But Just that is appealing. No, but, no, no. But, but those but, but are the look, core look, pillars of Christianity. Like, like, well. Look, the truth is he's not gonna say it, but you're going to hell. Okay. <laughs> look, he's not gonna say it. Listen, but, dude. No no no, 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 hold If I on. know anything
2: about Christianity, you're not getting forgiven, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, look, look, it's real. Jesus watching this podcast. But but as as per his religion, you have as long as you're still alive a chance to repent and ask the Lord Jesus. Forgive you. I'm gonna do it right before I die. And then, <laughs> yeah, good <you> luck. <laughs> luck. Yeah, if you time it, <laughs> you're fucking. You if you if you got good timing, gonna you're gonna see that man it. in heaven. You're gonna to see come, that man right in, in the heaven. Presence of God. So this
2: is when you said you're gonna say I'm sorry at the last second. Get the yeah. get out of my face, buddy.
1: Uh, yeah, it's fascinating uh, that. But that, no, I'm that, so sorry. I have yeah. to say
2: this week is kind of ironic that you said that. I I am on the opposite end because when I came to my, my like spiritual realm, which I, I, I try to tell people if you're in a hard life, do something spiritual because it does help. But I read stuff in the scripture that blows me away that I'm like, yo, this is so on the nose. Like just things like washing your hands when Jesus was like, make sure it's running water. Now you pause that, you don't think for a second, but if you go 2000 years, you're like, they didn't know about washing your hands and bacteria. How does he know that it has to be flowing water, has to keep running Maybe they would talk to Fauci
3: about it. Who you don't
2: know. See, this is what I'm talking about. Now we're on the. Now we're okay. on a playing field that we could we could <laughs> testify to. But my my, is, uh, test, but my my thing is test. I can't testify. 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 But my my thing is I read the Bible and it was on the opposite end. I yeah. see how the world is created.
1: Yeah, and and look, and I and I think that's the beauty of the Bible as it relates to how important faith is and giving you that sense of security and yeah. ultimately the harmony that you need in life. My mother's the same way, right? So it's like my my mother, same with my mom. you know what I mean? It's like, she's like, it's the bane of her existence that our kids don't go to church. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know, her, and she's just praying every day that both of my kids will become ministers, right? Like, it's like- <laughs> Quite an arc. You know, you know, know what know I mean? That's one. what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, <laughs> Noah's an arc. <laughs> right, and so it's like, yeah, like, nice. so to me, I see, I don't, I try not to like, I would never tell anyone of faith of like, hey, here's my like reason of why I don't like necessarily connect with religion because I think it's powerful and very important to those that it matters to. You know what I mean? And ultimately, like will the payoffs guaranteed the payoffs guaranteed because like you you live your whole life like in the faith and then like you're you're good to go in the end. And
2: if you're so if you're wrong. We're all wrong, but if right,
3: you're right, right, thank God you said. So this is my yeah, problem. This is my problem. No,
2: no, no, no. Because people think I only read the Bible because I'm terrified of going to hell, and this is a huge. No, I'm not saying that's your thing. No, but, but, but this, this is why right. a lot of people yeah. don't want to do religion. Listen, to either, me. I can't
1: believe that you are part of this show, <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. You would be that religious, and then these maniacs you know oh, what i'm yeah. saying like we
0: needed a, someone to tie it
2: all
1: Yeah, like we have the
0: full 360 My, mike, is a, mike is a christian yeah. as well but george yeah. is the super religious scholar yeah. and, and listen and i love i, I love your I, preaching I don't, so. I
2: don't i don't i don't i talk about it yeah. a lot like a lot of people get upset or they love it yeah. but I, I talk about it cuz it is it is me i live yeah. it and i try to live it and i'm trying to be a better human but th- through the gospel right yeah, because yeah. i feel like there's wisdom that is put on there for me to learn from
1: and and it's through your perspective Mm -hmm. right so when you read it your perspective is already through the lens of god there's so much great stuff in here and like oh i connect with this one and you get it where i read i read it Mm. and i'm like man this is just like like this is so fabricated and like there's so many holes in here like i read it through this like much more critical lens um as as i look at it but i don't but I'm not I'm not trying to make it wrong or I'm not even trying to contemplate it at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah, right. Yeah. And make no mistake there. They, for, for me and Logan, both um, inside our heart of hearts, we're a little bit scared of like our God denial is going to come back to bite us when we die. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying? So pineapple. You so, you know so, know so, saying? So, when you go <laughs> yeah, to hell, we talked about
3: this on the show, Rob, when you go yeah. to hell. Every single day when you wake up, the first thing that happens is they shove a pineapple into your asshole. <laughs> and here's the problem, Rob: it's not the pointy end; it's the wide, wide side at first. the bottom. Mm-hmm. So wide yeah. side first, yeah. straight into yeah. your butthole. Yeah. And if you've not prepped for that you're, for life, yeah,
1: you're fucked. Luckily for me, that's wanna, that's going to be painful since that butthole's never seen any action.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to end it with this because I don't want it to go down a spiritual thing because I love debating. Oh, it already in a yeah. 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 I don't know. by you know. the way, and by the way, Rob, I I love debating. Uh, biblically in a healthy way because I think yeah. it's it's important for everybody yep. to share their beliefs Be and respect yes. the yeah. other person. Nice, so I respect everything you say. The one thing that I just want to just like leave it, it just because it's in my heart and I want to say it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, hypothetically, there is a God. Forget heaven, forget hell. Mm -hmm. And you're on this earth. You have children. You've been very, very fruitful. The only thing I just want to leave this off of is there is a mighty God out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it just starts by inviting him into your life. Be like, hey, I don't think you exist. Be honest. I think your book is completely trash. I can point. No, for real. Be open and honest. Because me and you had a relationship. It only works
1: if we're honest. Here's the problem. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Is I have a relationship with God. Mm. Right. Mm. But it's. God to me is the creator in the universe. Your God. Yeah. His, you know, His, know what I'm saying? Like, God. I don't, so I don't believe there's no God. I believe there is like a creator. I believe that there is something way beyond our ability to understand. Mm. I'm connected to the universe, which I, which, but I don't connect to religion, right? Because do you there's pray so many different like religions. Do, I, do you pray? I don't pray. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, pray, I meditate, prayful. right? And even when I meditate, like, I'm, you know i use it as a tool like i listen i'll sit in a a you know a an egg okay an actual egg. Uh, it is like it's called the soma dome it's like basically an egg that comes down over top of you it has light <laughs> and sound and a guided meditation and the meditation is about your connectedness to the universe and your ability to create anything you want in life and then i just sit in there and picture myself in the future right because to me i don't I'm not contemplating life. I'm trying to live a big, fulfilling, amazing, rewarding life. I I don't spend much time um, you know, like putting energy into what the end will be like and what what, what is it all for? Yeah. Because I would rather like live it to the fullest and and continue to live it at a high level and energetic level. Uh, on a continual basis because that's where true happiness is. You know what I mean? That for me, so, you know.
2: Could you do me a favor? Yeah. After I have a healthy debate with somebody who is on the opposite side of my mindset, I yeah. say I say this. I would I hope that you could meditate and and talk to your higher power. And if I'm wrong, I yeah. pray that your God saves me, figures me out. And, and I also I go home yeah. and I go God I want I invite you into his life to open yeah. up his eyes and heart to you. Now Suck it down. Oh Suck my man. Down, man. Wait, <laughs> wait. Okay. That, that feels like the, like the right ending. But um I
0: did want to talk about the passing of Big. Yeah. Because like I said, man, that that show like was my childhood. That that in, you know, The Bachelor as indicated if the on If you go on about pie. this,
2: I'll throw I'm everything. I just saying, down.
0: you know, I watched The Bachelor with my papa. And Robin Big with my brother. What well, we did. And uh what an amazing show. Shit. Yeah. What an amazing show. You Best. sort sort of sort of even pioneered the the reality odd couple format. Again, you know, you you've done a lot of stuff. Well, first. keep in
1: mind, like there was no such thing as like comedy reality. The yeah. only hybrid back then was sort of what the Osbournes was mm. because they were funny together. Mm. But it wasn't like when we pitched them like We went into MTV and pitched. It was called Best Friends. Like, I came in with the song, people let me tell you about my best best friend. And they were like, but when I, they wouldn't buy that show. They bought Rob Dyrdek's Rules to Success. And rule number one is always surround yourself with good people. And he was the person um, that I surrounded myself with. You know what I mean? Like, And then when we shot the pilot, it was terrible. Like, they made us write an entire script, and, like, second day of shooting, like, was, like, we're in the kitchen, and we were supposed to do this whole script, and all the executives were in the living room Uh, watching us. We were supposed to be, like, saying lines, uh, essentially. And then he's, like, he's, like, man... if we were in prison, I'd get you. It's like, okay, first of all, you couldn't even catch me. Oh, I could run you down. You couldn't run me down. And it like it was like it was like that moment was like. Then it was like, no, like let's have a foot race now. It was like forget about the script. Like you could let's see if you could catch me. Like and like that. Like then they began to see like, oh no, like this is let it run. Like this is who they are. Is mm. it is a buddy comedy, but it had never existed before. So they didn't understand how that was even possible. Then they allowed, allowed us to, like, create, and and really Shane Nickerson, who was a story editor, uh, was brought in to really reinforce, like, here's how you build story around these guys, which allowed it to become Robin Big instead of being... You know, one one season and done, a pilot and done yeah. of Rob Dyrdek's Rules to Success. You know, mini I mean? horses. I, I many <laughs> horses. Well, oh no, my look, God, I look, wanted a mini horse just, so long because of you. Just you have to understand, I went on a I went on a mission to figure out how to get a small horse. <laughs> this is real <laughs> you, life dude, You may scenes mini horses. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> God! Listen to me, like and so I when I go to the network and say first episode I'm getting a mini horse, they came back and said we don't like it, we don't want to do it, and I said okay, all right. So here's the deal. When the season opens up, there's going to be a mini horse here. So (laughs) (laughs) you guys can either film it or, or, you know, and I had made such a big deal about it of like, I'm getting like, don't tell me what I can do. It's my house. I'm putting a horse in it. And then when we shot it and showed up to pick up that horse, it was the realest moment of Big Black being like, man, Sure, you want this big ass horse, right? Because it wasn't, it was like it was like a pony. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It wasn't like, in my mind, it was like a dog, like this big. Yeah. But damn, this thing's has we can't even pick this thing up. <laughs> and like it, it but I had committed and it was like, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm you know like... what I mean? And
1: and it created this, you know, obviously incredible device. But Never had a relationship with the horse. Oh, we Aww. were never cool. Like, Man. like that they're,
0: mo- they're notoriously mean, though. They're Not super
1: mean. And, like, <laughs> luckily we found, like, a place for him to live. And, you know, I had to spend all that money to build a switchback trail down my property to oh, get him down. Oh, wow. And then we would literally shoot a scene and I'd be like, peace. And, like, then the handler would come in and take him down the switchback and take him to somewhere in Burbank. And then we'd shoot a scene, like, oh. and bring him back. Yeah. So the relationship uh, soured pretty quickly. Oh, man. It, when I realized that this is livestock. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm Imagine yeah, all yeah, those
3: yeah. MTV producers are like, we told you. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Like... No, at
1: this point, they're like, it's gold. He's yeah, a genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a genius. <laughs> the mini horse is such a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, it wasn't, the relationship wasn't, uh, wasn't what you'd think it was, you know? One were horsing around yeah and, and then look you know i think for him it's like this, the sad part is like even he was ch- it, man it was chasing him right heart heart condition was chasing him like everyone in his family died young he was doing everything he could non-stop from like going to the doctor like super consistently and he was still in his 30s at that time you know and And going super consistently and then getting preemptively getting a defibrillator if like his heart shut down, it would shock his heart back on like all of this doing every single precaution. Like even in the year that he passed, like he lost like 100 pounds and like got through, did so many just doing everything that you possibly could in order to not have it catch you and still caught him. You know what I mean? Like it was just race chasing him down his whole life, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not, not to trigger you, or uh, hopefully this doesn't come off sensitive, but um, if Big were alive today, how do you think he'd be integrated in your life still?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, when I think about, um, you know, because once, once Fantasy Factory ended, you know, because you got to think, like, we, you know, keep in mind, I wrote the idea for a skit and a skate video. You know what I mean? And, like, we didn't, like, cast it. We called, like, the San Diego local security company was like, we're looking for, like, a big guy that's kind of funny. Uh, uh. Like, and it was just, he showed up, and we shot the skit for the skate video, and me and him just just started flowing. And then, then the skate video blew up. Then we did a car race across Europe together, and they filmed a documentary about it. And that's when Jeff Tremaine saw that and was like, you guys should do a show. You know what I mean? Like, well, really, Ruben Fleischer, who was the director of that uh, documentary, showed it to Tremaine, and both of them were like, "You should do a show." You know now, <clears throat> but it was it was taxing. And then we had a blowout like in season three because it was like, you know, for him it was this idea of like, "Oh, you're like this guy's security guard." When really, like, it was there was mm-hmm. a lot of tension between me and him, and then inevitable, yeah, and way. then creative tension, and then. And then once, um, you know, we blew out, then I was like, really, I sold them ridiculousness at that time mm. because I didn't want to shoot a show in my in my house, but they offered me all this money at the time, 125 Gs an episode to do another reality show. And that's when I um, wrote Fantasy Factory. And then, you know, we didn't talk for a long time, you know, probably like a year and a half. And then, man, it was like, you know, we were in like season like three or four of Fantasy Factory, and like you know, he reached out. I don't, I don't know why we connected back, and then it was just like it wasn't even. It was we didn't talk for like two years, and then the moment like we talked, you want to shoot this show, and then he was just immediately back on, and then in Fantasy Factory to the very end. You know, we're well, not even a question. We didn't even. He's like, man, I was just being crazy. Whatever, let's get back to work. Like it was that clean and easy. And and, and you know, when I when I think about like like you know like, how he was integrated into my life up to that point, you know, post-Fantasy Factory, and now. You know, I'm I'm just really happy that he was able to meet and I have this amazing photo with my son right after my son was born, mm. you know, like, right before, um, and, and that sort of aspect. But, you know, you, you think about this world that we live in now, like, ele- his comedy and perspective lends itself to this format. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, even though, like... Like it's just that that off the cuff, like being that sort of voice is like I could see him in like a podcast zone for sure. For sure. In, in this zone, you know what I mean? For sure. You've you've done a
0: fabulous job of setting your life up where there's so many characters around you, right? Yeah. Chanel West Coast. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. And these are characters we've fallen in love with and now have amazing lives of their own. Yeah. Um do you think do you think Fantasy Factory was as big as it was because of Chanel's laugh. <laughs> Which is like, that. <laughs> <No, laughs> man, <laughs> he just,
5: did just turned laugh. into her. He's just
1: like, man, he <laughs> just, just can't escape oh her. My God, oh my God. God. I, I told God. you, he feels well, like an that. artist. I feel like you oh, man, did on that he one. Does, so. He feels everything, is, bro. Yeah. Dude, He's like, I wow, that's a pretty nice
5: laugh.
1: And it's funny because you don't even like it, it doesn't even exist in Fantasy Factory that I remember it it may have showed up from time to time, but it would never, and I think even when we initially shot Ridiculousness, I don't even think I fully noticed it. It wasn't till it became like this a literally. Meme. It's a thing. It's a Oh my God. Where it became this like half the country like despises it. Full half ass, the country 100%. loves it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it was, it's always been this like <laughs> bizarre, like like thing that would become so instrumental in this like, like, binary hate or love type of thing. You know what I mean? I
3: could relate to that. I can relate to that polarization. Yeah, for, for, sure. for like sure. Like sure. She, And Chanel, she's awesome. I've, I've, yeah. I've spent time with her in real life, and she's kind of the same person on and off. Camera. Yeah. You, you I disagree. About it, really? I disagree. Really? I think
0: she's I think she's way more gangster in real life. Yeah, you think, yeah that she, she strikes sense. me as a gangster. Like I could see her with a like a gold a forty four magnum. Yeah, that could happen, like for
1: sure. Man, if like, she, if she could hear that, she would just be laughing. So, when she hears this, she's just gonna be. Oh my god, so true, so true. But 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 drama um, too. Yeah.
0: No no offense, drama. I'm gonna ask a, a question that might offend you, but no offense. Uh, drama's kind of bland. Yeah. You no, know? he's pretty like a, a vanilla guy, and yet we fell in love with him. Yeah. You were able to 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 make this guy just like. Like, or he, 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 I think it was been, just so relatable. That I don't know, relatable, like, but also like, <clears throat> none of y'all took yourself so serious, too serious.
1: Yeah. yeah. And look, I think that's, that's like also like the core of like who I am and obviously him because he's like my cousin. But we just, you know, it's like, look at what we were able to create and be a part of and get to do. And and then, you know, to to the point of like, look at, look at not getting trapped by the life or ever being controlled or boxed in by anything and then elevating and evolving. It's like this constant sort of being in awe of life, which never takes um, anything too serious. And for him, you know, I think, you know, he got caught in sort of this being jammed and Robin big. And then like, we really allowed him to sort of evolve because in real life he's super smart, super, super talented, smart. you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and has gone on to find like a ton of success and really, you know, even as he built his own podcast, it was to share his voice, like, that goes beyond, like, I'm not, like, Rob's cousin from Robin Big. And then a, a someone to, like, tease on, um, you know, Fantasy Factory, you know. And there, there's certain time, you know, like one episode where he was getting attacked by the bull. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, so it was finally, like, let's get you into, like, let's give you a hero stunt to do. And, like, he wouldn't do it. Because you know when you get attacked by a bull, you got to like wait for the bull to hit you, right? So you got to get in front of it, taunt that thing, and let it hit you. So for me, I'm used to being the dude that has to go there, get your mind right, here we go, I got to get attacked by a shark, I got to flip this car, I got to like jockey this horse, I got to jump this monster truck. Like for Fantasy Factory, I had to get into like, here you go again, you got to go do the crazy thing so that you're... And that day of, like, going to the bull ring and just not having to do anything dangerous, I felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, like, an hour, he wouldn't let that bull hit him. And they're like, you got to go do it. And then I ha- pulled him aside. I said, listen to me. Listen to me. Do you want me to steal your shine right now? Is this what you want? You Ooh. wanted this stuff. You want me to go in and be like, oh, drama couldn't do it. Here comes Rob again Ooh. to do it. Is that what you want this story to end at? And it was like <laughs> finally like got in there and just bam and let that thing yeah, hit him and yeah. do it. You know he know has I mean? that energy. Like, like yeah. I get, I feel I
0: feel I actually feel bad about saying that he he appeared to me as like a pretty like straight man character at first yeah. like he's the straight guy that we're going to like fuck with and like have fun with and he, he like he's a good gauge of relatability is yeah. but then again as time went on i i could almost see him in real time finding himself like as a human, as a businessman, a as, as now a partner, a DJ, I guess. Yeah. Young and reckless well, yeah, was amazing. Yeah, like
1: like he they produced so much music, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's how I met Sterling. And Sterling was like the AR for yeah. like he repped all these different producers and they were they were placing music with a bunch of artists through the studio in the fantasy factory. Like so many different people kind of like evolved out of there, you know what I mean? And and so it's like that's who he really was. Yeah. He also you know he, he also yeah. made
3: it on impulsive before Rob. You know what I'm saying? Like that's hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah.
0: We, we've been asking Rob for a while. This is Rob Deerdeck. I know. You know, like, that's
1: the first time <laughs> you ever asked yeah. I don't think so. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't even remember. I dude, have no we idea, so. <laughs> yeah, dude, we actually had Chanel and Andrew We've, on, we've
0: no. been trying to get you on in a <laughs> yeah. roundabout well, like, way for like, if we get you. everybody but, else on, <laughs> it will rock. magnetize. But I had
1: to get to this level to make it worth it. <laughs> you exactly. Know what drama yeah, yeah. guys, As he leaves, he's
2: like, my today's rating is four. Oh. <laughs> 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 I didn't love that Christian gentleman. I didn't uh, like him at
1: all. Oh, no. I'm going to let my mom listen to this one. Oh, heck You should listen to him. Listen to George. Find your relationship.
2: I go home. I'm like, please let his kids be reverends. Please let his kids be reverence I, I, there's, there's one more thing.
1: I, Is I it skateboarding? It,
0: it's,
2: it's the skin, it's the skin routine, brother. <laughs> Fuck,
0: I, I, and we can talk about skateboarding. Nah, I, the
3: skin routine's more important. I, I just, I, you know, I get the honor to spend time with with Naija and some mm. of these these guys. You know, Bo and mm. David Loy and all these guys. I lo- I grew up in BMX, Woodward, Pennsylvania. My whole life was centered around action sports. The only thing I cared about, just like it was the only thing you gave a shit about at one point in your life. I just want to ask you, like, you know, what? Who were your inspirations? When you started skating, and then who do you see now as kind of like the torch carriers for for the next generation of skaters?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm for me, you know, because I grew up in Ohio, and it, and it's like kind of a weird place to end up to 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 become a professional skateboarder. But there was like a serial entrepreneur uh, that owned the skate shop there who would start throwing all these big demos and big events, and so like I really. Like locked in on like, man, I, I want to become a pro skateboarder from the very beginning. And and to me, my vision for the ultimate skater is like Mark Gonzalez, right? Like, like super creative and technical and and rock stars like Christian Asoy, you know what I mean? Like, like skateboard the beauty of skateboarding is you got to make it your own and evolve into your own sort of um, you know, style, the tricks you chose, all of that stuff, you know, and really you know you, you got to think like I created my league because I grew up in a world where like when skateboarding competition became irrelevant and then it it had a resurgence but it was done through x games and and do tour and all yep. this stuff so even when I created the league it was about elevating like all the authentic pro skateboarders and giving them a platform and one of them is Nyjah you know because you got to understand like NIJA was like dead broke when his family came to the first street league in Phoenix and I paid for them, their hotel rooms, they had no money. Wow. And then that kid won his first con- pro contest at 15 and, and won $150,000 that changed his life and his family's life. And to me, it was really all about putting all of those, Paul Rodriguez, Tori Pudwell, Ryan Sheckler, giving all of these guys this like authentic platform that we didn't have from our era uh to 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 be able to showcase their abilities on the on the mainstream you know so um like i'm you know am always connected it will always be a skater right in the sense of like you just look at everything on its skateability in the world you know it's like (laughs) Ah, ah. that ah. right now no but
0: in in a way it's kind of analogous to like what you're doing like what what can i do with given given what i
1: have Right, yep. and then it's like, and think about it from a failure perspective. Like you and evolution, you want to learn a trick, you have to keep trying it over and over and over, and begin to make adjustments and learn from it until you finally get it. Then it's like, whoa! Now it's now it's embedded in your system. I think that like, that's how I've, like, really at. That's what was sort of the core basis of even the system that I developed. Um, that that is the machine and my machine mindset and all the systems that I have today is based in that sort of skate mentality.
3: That's so funny that you mentioned that that never goes away like every time you walk downstairs you see like a uh, like hubba or like some big ass ledge you're like right. yo
0: this ledge is fucking sick you're like four, you haven't skated in two, 15 years that's what I'm saying everything is skatable <laughs> yeah, you like, oh man yeah. I, oh. I was like that with uh, with lawns I didn't skate I, I mowed lawns <laughs> yeah. I time you were like <laughs> no every lawn I I, mean, I go I could do some good lines on that yeah, yeah. Lawn I'd imagine myself cutting that lawn I look at oh, tables man.
3: and talk and think about the lines I could do sometimes
0: yeah
1: <laughs> oh man oh look at this guy right here could Michael. snort this thing so
3: that's a great table yeah oh, that cocaine, the height Michael. of that table for like a house party like 4 a.m Oh my god hey i,
1: think, I would argue that this ha- that there has been that it has happened here Dude, i you know was know what what I mean? holding a
0: gold percent, olympic Mike. gold yeah. medal one time at a party in la while people were doing cocaine yeah. off of it and that i didn't do the. i don't do cocaine i've no. never done it Scares yeah. me, but hold that hold. moment I, I was a, definitely I hey, what the fuck is going <laughs> on? What Olympic gold medalist gave me their medal so people could do cocaine off it at a party?
1: I'm sure they could deduct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they Dude, could. Somebody watches right now I'm like, I'm oh, pretty fuck. sure they could
0: easily deduct that, that if they needed about. to. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 a little bit different of a question, but kind of similar, Let's but I want to ask t- it because I believe there's a kernel of value in it for a specific subset of go-getters. Uh, when you wipe out, when you f- eat shit on that skateboard, why do you get back on that board? Yeah. I've always had trouble, not just skateboard. I've tried it. BMX, dirt bike, razor. When I fuck myself up or the thing that I'm using, it's really hard for me to pick it back up, man. Yeah. I get scared out of out of the hobby.
1: What about getting knocked out?
0: I have had to get knocked out. What, the Paul thing was fake? Paulo Costa? Yeah. That was fake, man. You got shot, dog. Oh, what? You
3: got
2: clickbaited. You
0: clickbaited Rob Deardy?
3: No,
2: I clickbaited everyone. Yeah, that but was you obviously specifically fake. got Rob, bro.
3: No, you thought I got knocked out by Paulo oh. Costa. <laughs> what? You're a piece of shit, Logan Paul. Damn, bro. Come bro. On. We well, I'm t- glad you told me. We we I'm glad
1: you days. told me because it's just been embedded. When I'm looking at you, I'm just seeing bam, bam. No way! I'm, just, I'm glad you told me. No, way. I feel different now. Uh-uh, I've never, never. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought, I, I thought for sure you could relate to that. That's why I got back up and got the punching. No, but um, no, but some, some,
0: some boxers, really good boxers, same thing will get knocked out. It is different the yeah. next time.
1: Well, look, you you can see it in MMA, especially like when yeah, when yes. you, you know when because here's especially when you're an undefeated fighter. And you've just been running through people, and maybe you get some challenges, but you keep running. The f- like, it's sometimes it's worse, and we'll see what happens. You know how Usman like re- uh, like comes back and yeah. evolves, right? Like because you know I think of like Orvlovsky, where when he was just running through people and never lost, and then got knocked out, and never never quite was ever the same. You know, it's like because you find you really got doubt punched into your subconscious to where now it's like you're fighting not to get knocked out. Is what what can sort of evolve, and a, as as you know, fighting is so mental, right? And your self belief, and as as you're evolving through it, right? And and so to me, when I think about like the slams and the crazy, like none of them none of them was ever ever broke me. I never had major surgeries. I never like I I was able to dodge it pretty well. You know what I mean? So I never took like a hit that that ended it for me. But my body began to break down. Mm. Right. So from taking like the little hits and the abuse over time, my body and all the stunts that I did, like my body just began to break down. And part of like my evolution and elevation in life was then like like, you know, having a doctor come to my house five days a week for, you know, the last seven years and just learning every bit of my entire body and rebuilding my body. That's why I say. Like I'm going to be healthier at 55 than I ever was at 17 because I've figured out my whole body and i have been able shredded. to rebuild it. Yeah. And one of the um, one of the special outputs of that is beautiful skin, right? <laughs> okay, let's do it. I need, let's right let's do it right <laughs> I need to know. Let's go right now. Let's do it right now. I need to know but I
3: just do want to touch on that question one one really quickly. With why do you get back up after those falls? As someone who was concussed. Off every dirt jump multiple times knocked out cold on the ground broken ribs torn up uh shins from primo super me tenderizer pedals mm. stitches scars everything that was the only thing i cared about yeah. i didn't care about tv i didn't care about going to do my homework i didn't care about hanging out playing baseball what with my friends health, i didn't care about shit except for every time the dance competition magazine showed up at my house with new primo parts new s and stems New SM dirt biker Homes XL edition 21-inch frame. Mm. I wanted every part, every mm. stem, every fork, every tire. Mm. It was the only thing I cared about. And so when I when I'd feeble the ledge. And mm. I smashed my face into the fucking ledge. All I cared about was nailing that trick because yeah. I loved it, and it was the only thing I had, and that culture was the only thing I knew and the only thing I fucking cared about. And the de- listening to the de- Descendants mm. and fucking just jamming Seven out. Seven seconds, exactly. Fugazi. Exactly.
2: exactly, Fugazi. Man, exactly. all that. I did you had a, a skateboard Man, phase. Look, uh, look, I, had look. I had one. I had one. I got there with my Walmart board, and the guy, <laughs> the guy <laughs> fell off the thing. I'll never forget this. It was literally all... My mom didn't even park the car yet because my mom came with me. And uh, she's parking the car. Some dude went up and landed kind of hard. And I was like, wow, that looked like it hurt. But it wasn't that that scared me away. <laughs> Somebody was like, yeah, pussy. And then he took the board and smacked the dude in the head with it. And I was like, maybe this isn't my yeah. Bro, people, <laughs> yeah. People see that and yeah. don't understand what skate culture is like. Yeah. Every
3: piece of recklessness that is in- ingrained in my body sex, drugs, all that, all is a result of skate culture, oh, wow. bro. Yeah. Skate culture is one of the most destructive, <laughs> fucked up places. You go to a skate park, the shit you see, the shit people will piss on, I was dis- the shit I was people will break, as bro. I, yeah. I, it's I was a fucked up go to the skate place. Yeah, yeah. And it made us, it, bro, people would fight Especially in all Columbus. the time, bro. Columbus yeah, skate park dude, was sketchy.
1: I'm sure. you know Cleveland what I'm saying? skate parks, dog. Is that where you, you grew up in Columbus, though. Cleveland. Right? You grew up in Cleveland? Um, yeah. You went to grow up again? In Dayton, Dayton Flyers. That's right. All right. That's
0: right. Jim City. Dayton is where the Wright brothers flew the first airplane. That's right. They invented Drop bicycles. The
3: routine.
1: Just no. Me. Look. 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 But I want to say to that, okay. in that passion that you had, that makes me want to to get on a bike. Um. <laughs> you know. I. I. And the thing about that, growing up in that culture and being like, man, it was like, like it was, it was almost like broke me as an adult. Right, because that sort of I thought like that's why I was working so hard and growing haze and going high and low and partying and doing stunts and going crazy, like and uh, it just kept elevating and getting bigger, going from skateboarding to now flipping cars and getting attacked by sharks and now it's television. All this stuff like it, because I thought that's the only way I could create success. Right, it, it's like because I grew up in that world of like where everybody quit high school and everybody had to fight and those that even made it beyond like like creating any life for themselves like it was always like a boom and bust it was like it was part of the the way of being of what that world was and so i had to to, to grow out of it just the same in, into now reflecting on it and being like, oh, look how much it shaped me, mm. but not allowing that same identity that I created from the era of being a pro skateboarder and being so reckless that that became the way I operated in, in Robin Big and Fantasy Factory, like, like growing out of that, if you will, and finding success beyond being reckless is what I needed to do. In order to sort of transition as a whole.
3: This was I mean. a really important show for me. Like, you're talking directly to me right now. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. Because I'm still very much that kid at the skate park ready to flip out on somebody for cutting me off when I want to drop in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, and my, but, the but love let me, let me my just life tell you this
1: right now, that I didn't figure out life and become truly happy till I was in my 40s. You, know you still
2: have a year, bro. Yeah.
1: So for it's like three yeah, years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and, and, and I was peak like Vegas for my 37th birthday, like jet to Vegas, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, like peak like partying still at that at 37. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And so, this is crazy. I'm yeah. so happy for you. Well, for so me. so look, look Mike, to ho- give you Mike. Ho. All you gotta do is is begin to look out into the future and be thinking about what would truly make me happy and fulfilled, wow. and then begin to put put the plan in place to to start growing towards that. And when you're 47, you're gonna be as happy as can be. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Rob. <laughs> that was I so appreciate it's, that. It's, man. it's crazy
0: to think, uh, you know, you're, you're you're talking about being peak physical health at 55, and it's crazy to think that. That's not even half of your life based on your own personal goals. You I want to live to be 112. That's correct. I want to live to be 150. And I, th- I think I'll be able to do it. I honestly think I'll be able to do it. Why? Peptides and stem cells. Yeah. Are you, are you on stem cells? No, i on stem on, cells on
1: or peptides. But You're not on
0: either. No test, but, but
3: no a- NAD plus. No, god damn. This, this surprises Somadome. me. You, the only you, thing you, he's, he's on strike me as a
0: biohacker, sp- not a somadomer. Because yes, the skin, but, but, the skin. But,
1: but I'll tell you, it's like I do do my blood work every year. But but I've found we do it every week. Every, every quarter, week. I do my blood work. Right. So so because I want to make change in it, right? And so, um, my my brain brain blood brain barrier my my leaky gut my testosterone yep. my cholesterol all these things i started doing for the first time in 2012 and you can just see how healthier and healthier i've gotten every single year to where i'm like like how i'm my body is functioning at a higher level than it was in my 30s right mm. in the data of the blood work and it's only from like essentially reorganizing the relationship between my muscular and skeletal structure and then all the neurology and all the internal organs to where everything's turning on and off the way it should. So it's so efficient that it's like it there's you build up all these compensations in your muscle structure that then put pressure on your organs that then create inflammation and all these different sort of things. So when I say, like I'm the, the quality of my life is elevating then both like from a like a mind share perspective and a mental energy. Then it's backed by the physical energy that's that's got to this to this level. Like it's I can see myself getting healthier. And then it's like, how do I get to a sustained level of peak health that then I live at? Uh, for the next 50 years to 112. Like, I really think, and and I don't know that I'll be able to beat with all the innovation of, like, sort of all the stuff and longevity that they're in the middle of creating. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to time it, to extend it. I don't know. But what I want to do is build a life in a rhythm to my existence, if you will, that prepares me to capitalize on it like, and test it as I get older mm. to, to push the, the, the potential length of my life and make sure that I can live it at a high quality in a balanced, fulfilling way the whole way through. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep.
3: This dude, like, compare him to Milton right now, for example.
1: Caleb, <sighs> hey, can we get a pan to Milton?
0: He's yeah. tired. He's had a long night. Yeah, well, he's always tired, you know. And you guys are the same age, by the way. Well, yeah. that's,
3: that's <laughs> uh, skin care no. routine quick, and then, yeah, and then we'll what shut it down.
1: Nothing. I don't even do anything. Fish what? oil. Fish yeah. oil. No, the number one thing is filtered water. Filtered water. Get a get a Jolie, uh filtered shower head because all your chemicals and everything that's going to destroy your skin is in the water. Not a not a skateboard, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the last thing. Yeah, we actually would love for you if you would. Do be
2: they always have to do it on the show? With
0: I don't know. Maybe he's got a story about a skateboard.
2: Yeah.
3: No, I don't think he does. He just wants him to sign it so hey, he can sell hey, it online.
1: Hey, I, 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 I do want to tell you that another painful thing that existed in my life that was ego-based is Alien Workshop is the company that I rode for my entire career. Oh, shit. Right? This is an Alien Workshop Skateboard. God Almighty, George. What? What has he done? Okay. What is, what wait, wait, hold does, on. George? It comes with a story. Go ahead. Okay. And so this, why are you going to no, burn no, it. No, thing? No, no, I'm what nervous. You, you about to burn it? I'm nervous for you. So I am I was there when I was like 14 years old and helped name, pick the name, right? It was Alien Workshop based off of Impressive. Project Blueprint and uh, Project Blue Book and Hangar 18 at the Wright-Patterson Airport's base in Dayton, helped pick the name Alien Workshop. Like... Went on to be pro for it for 20 years. It got acquired by Burton. And then I bought the company from Burton, right? And so it was like every advisor I had was like, this thing burns money and this is a hornet's nest. This is one of the worst businesses. This is not (laughs) something you could buy. And so I'm like, I didn't understand business. I didn't care. It was like, I got a TV. I'm going to elevate the brand and take it to the next level. Like, like went to this big, you know, Zoomies. I don't know if you guys ever been to the Zoomies hundred K, like big Zoomies hundred K announced that I'm gonna buy the company back, bring it back to the culture. And then the entire company imploded and like like literally like went out of business under my management. And all the pro skaters quit on me. Like it like literally I spent like, you know, Two two million to buy it and like four million to operate it like all this money lost all this money and because i did it out of like i wanted people to be like oh he came and saved the alien workshop and i ended up taking the company and giving it back to the original owners like took the l on everything so that they could just keep it i bought a bunker in ohio to move it back to ohio And gave the company to the original founders so that they could just operate a lean, profitable business themselves Mm. since they had sold it away already. And then that was sort of like shaking my hands of like, okay, like you are not, you are not Skate anymore. Like you are, Uh, you have evolved beyond it. Yeah, it's Uh, like that was, and that was the same time as that 360 deal.
2: When I (laughs) I look at this board, you know what I think about? I think about we're in the stages that you were here. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you just dropped some wisdom on us. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: we 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 have a a segment as of yesterday. It was George's idea that we get memorabilia related to each guest and have them sign it. Yeah, if you're okay with signing the skateboard. Of course, Um, I really
3: appreciate that. Sorry, what do we do with the stuff now? That was the one we haven't. We turn it into NFTs,
1: uh, (laughs) 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 and then we just make millions. (laughs) millions.
0: Wow. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10 podcast. (laughs) Literally. Rob Dyrdek,
1: thank you for coming on Impulsive, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. It has been so good, guys. Continue to grow and evolve.
0: Always, every day. Hit that subscribe button. We love you guys. We love this podcast. Continue watching. Continue supporting us. And we'll continue supporting you via this program. All right. Take it easy. Peace. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.